What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, where we'll discuss this week's big headlines in news and entertainment and keep you up to date with Cal Poly news. I'm Zachary Donenfield. And I'm Caitlin Scott. And you're listening to The Flip Side. Zach, you want to hear a joke about a piece of paper? Definitely. Never mind. It's terrible. Oh, my God. I, I hate you. That was Caitlin's dad joke. Now let's talk about nuclear war. <laughs> and in today's news. Yeah, we thought we'd uh, start the news segment off with something a little lighter because, yeah, our first story of the day, we're going to talk about President Trump and Kim Jong-un, the Supreme Leader of North Korea, potentially sitting down to talk to one another about the denuclearization of North Korea. For reference, the United States and North Korea have never met and had a face-to-face sit-down with each other yeah. over really anything diplomatic. Well, it's a big deal, um, especially considering how tensions have increased uh, recently. So Trump I would argue, is not the greatest diplomat. He has publicly shamed Kim Jong-un and called him out on Twitter and just been generally disrespectful. Not that Kim Jong-un doesn't deserve being treated like a big baby, but I feel like antagonizing someone who holds a button to an arsenal of nuclear weapons isn't necessarily the best tactic. You know what I mean? Yeah, This whole thing is just kind of strange to me. And people are making a big deal out of it, and I think they should. Because here, back in October, Trump tweeted, I told Rex Tillerson, our wonderful Secretary of State, that he is wasting his time trying to negotiate with the little rocket man, obviously referring to Kim Jong-un. And then he came back and called Trump, what did he call him? He was like, oh, he's mentally like unstable. And then Trump came back and was like, I'm a genius. And it's this stupid little pitter patter. But then at the end of it, they're fighting over nuclear weapons, like child's play with atomic bombs. Yeah, they're trivializing. I don't know. It's just like they're having an Internet fight while both of them hold the codes to some of the largest nuclear arsenals the world has. Yeah. And I mean, we sit here and we laugh about it, but. I think we're laughing because it's just so ridiculous. And terrifying, terrifying. at the same time. Yeah. No, I mean, this 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 threat of nuclear war has been something that's been on my mind since Donald Trump took office because he's done nothing but antagonize this guy. So, in my opinion, the only the only reason North Korea has really been working so tirelessly to develop nuclear weapons capable of striking other countries is because They want to be taken seriously as a country. They want a seat at the table, so to speak. And in their eyes, the only way to be taken seriously by the United States is to be a nuclear superpower. And so that's why they've been working so tirelessly. I I feel like it's been a a ploy this whole time in order to just be a threat and not actually use that threat. But at the same time, like Kim Jong-un... He's not a, like he's not right in the head. I mean, this is a country that that starves its own people. That you know has um, concentration camps. They don't even know that there's really life outside of North Korea. Yeah. Like, isn't this the country that doesn't know the internet exists? Well, yeah. They're I mean, they're they're people that are forced to cry if something bad befalls like their supreme leader. Like when Kim Jong Il died, 
they were literally like thousands don't of the people North Koreans also think were that, supposed, to refer, supposed to cry or something. Yeah, don't these people also think that Kim Jong-un is like the center of the universe? He's essentially God? Yes. This, I mean, this country is super backwards, and it all stems from the leadership. So Kim Jong-un, the way that he runs his country, is pretty horrific. And so I think he realizes that no international superpower is going to take him seriously when he runs his country this this way. Except for Donald Trump. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I guess I, the question I have is just why now? This is the first time that North Korea has ever been in talks of even having a sit down conversation or mm-hmm. being civil with another country. So why now and why with Donald Trump? Well, the reason it's now is because they finally have leverage. So reports were coming out that they'd finally developed the capability of being able to launch an ICBM, which stands for Intercon- Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. So that means that they could put a nuke on a missile and potentially strike targets in the United States. So that's their leverage. By creating uh, an ICBM that's capable of striking the United States, they have to be taken somewhat seriously. So I think that's why they're bringing this topic of denuclearization to the table because it's it's their chip, right? It's what they have on the United States. So the United States wants to have them denuclearized because they know that they're capable of striking the U.S. So we'll engage with talks and they're going to want something in return. And that's going to be free trade and the restrictions on trade lifted. And But exactly like, what's the catch? There's w- a catch. Yeah, the catch. But will we be don't that. know what it is. Yeah. I'm also this quote unquote denuclearization. Who's to say that they're actually going to denuclearize? They could say that they are. They could give us. I half know. Their like, arsenal. so, do we trust North Korea? Like, we have. We've never trusted them before. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm curious to see how these talks play out. Apparently, they're going to meet face to face, Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump, sometime in the next two months. And we'll see how those talks go. Hopefully, our president does a good job at diplomacy. How ironic would it be, though, if like. Trump actually did something well and like this whole thing went well. Donald Trump was the guy that ended up denuclearizing North Korea. Moving on into some entertainment news. All right. So, Caitlin, we were walking the other day and you said two words to me. Mall walkers. What the hell are mall walkers? So... Zach and I are both millennials, right? And as millennials, we get hated on a lot, really by doing nothing, just living our lives. And the boomers, the Gen Xers, they love to hate on us. They love to blame us for killing diamonds. We've we've killed bar soap. We've killed napkins. We've killed a lot of things. But We're just the worst. I know. But some devastating news came out. Millennials are now killing mall walkers. What the, so what is a mall walker? Please so do elaborate. I saw this article and I was curious, like, what the hell is a mall walker? And I did not know this was a thing. Maybe because we live on the West Coast, it makes much more sense that it's on the East Coast. But basically, all of these elderly people use these huge shopping malls essentially as gyms because as most malls are set up, they're structured almost like a lap and the aisles are really wide 
and it's air conditioned and there's stairs and escalators. So this article put out by Racked is about how due to the fact that so many people now are shopping online that traditional like brick and mortar malls are being shut down because no one's going to the stores. And because of that, where are the mall walkers going to go? These poor old people who need to get their laps in are just going to have no place to go. I mean, the great thing about these malls is there's no gym membership. People are minding their own business, so they're not watching you. Oh, they're air conditioned, right? Yeah, it's actually genius. The photos that they have accompanied with this article is from a mall in New York City, which makes sense. Like, even in the wintertime, you go to the mall, and it's warm, and you get your exercise in. But it's a legit thing. Like, this mall is covered in mall walkers and it's all of these elderly people getting their exercise in and it's hilarious oh i I love it i don't mean to kill the mall walkers they're just trying to trying to live their best life and work out and you know burn some calories if you read this article by racked the person who wrote it took some pretty incredible photos where they went into the, the mall and just scoped out these mall walkers looked for them and took super hilarious candid photos of these packs of old people with their joggers and their trainers just like working out moving and it's not like they just formed a story around like maybe five or six elderly people they saw in a mall like no there is giant groups of elderly people it's mall walker culture yeah it's a way of life and we are killing it I feel like low-key my grandma's a mall walker. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we hang out, she wants to go to the mall and we just walk around the mall. I feel kind of bad. I wish we weren't killing mall walkers. I know. God, millennials are the worst. Mm. I didn't feel bad about this barred soap or anything like that, but I love old people. (laughs) All right. What do we got next in entertainment news? Oh, all right. So in other entertainment news, last week was the Oscars, and Frances McDormand won Best Actress for her performance in Three Billboards, which is a movie that uh, we watched the trailer to the other night and are super excited to see at some point. I really want to see it. It looks hilarious. Yeah, Frances McDormand just looks like a badass who just takes shit from nobody. And apparently everyone else loved it too because, you know, she won the Oscar for it. So after the Oscars, she went to a party and... She got separated from her Oscar, and it was a mystery as to where it had gone. But apparently, some guy at the party stole her Oscar and touted it as his own and went around, like, bragging to other people that he had won Best Actor with, like, the placard turned around so that nobody could see it actually said, Best Actress, Frances McDormand. What a weird dude. Who does that? So the guy that stole this Oscar's name was Terry Bryant, and apparently he's just kind of nobody, but he ends up getting into these these uh, big parties with celebrities and stuff, and he just loves to rub shoulders with popular people. And he's now been caught and incarcerated and held on $20,000 bail and charged with grand theft because these Oscars are apparently worth in excess of $2,500. So he's pleading not guilty to the charges, and, uh, you know, good old Frances McDormand, who's actually a sweetheart, she told the police to just let him go. <laughs> but, like, uh, this guy deserves to be where he's at right now. What an idiot. Yeah, we'll play the video for you. When Zach and I both looked at this video, 
He's so creepy. Look at baby. My team got this tonight. This is mine. We got it tonight, baby. Huh? Huh? Governor's ball, baby. You know, how did no one realize that this guy is no one? Yeah, just to describe a little bit about the video that we just played a little segment of. Yeah, so there's this guy, and he's he's holding the Oscar. Yeah, he's holding okay. the Oscar. He's holding the Oscar, and he's, like, kissing it and just flaunting it, and he's, like, holding it up in the air and being like, congratulate me, like, congratulate me, and all these people around him are like, oh, like, congratulations, but... It's it's weird. Yeah, and you're certainly getting some like gold diggers that are going up to him. They're like, "Oh my god, can I hold it?" Like, and he's like, "No, don't touch it." Oh, this guy creeps me out. The whole thing is really creepy. But apparently, he's known for sneaking into all of these parties. So, like, well done. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree <laughs> with you on that one. In the sense that, like, I don't think I could sneak, sneak into in. the Vanity Fair party and. Steal a, Don't sell yourself Oscar. short. This guy seems creepy as f. We're gonna bleep that out, but like he's creepy as f. And I feel like you could roll in and be like, you know, just act like you belong and no one question you. Yeah, totally. I think that's how you just get in anywhere, really. Yeah, you just act like you belong there. I've done that quite a few times, actually. I'm really glad she got it back, though. Yeah, me too. I mean, she was gonna get it back eventually, but just for uh, future reference. <laughs> You probably should not steal anyone's Oscar if you didn't win it. Dang it. It's my bucket list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we got? So Chrissy Teigen, if you don't know who Chrissy Teigen is, she is John Legend's wife, who is a very well-known singer. And she is known essentially as being a model, but also for being like the greatest troll on Twitter. If you don't follow Chrissy Teigen on Twitter, you really should do so. But this past week, very sad, her dog Putty passed away. And apparently um, she's had him since I think the first year that her and her husband started dating. And it was just really depressing. But in typical Chrissy Teigen fashion, she went on Instagram and just started commenting on random people's photos and was like, my dog died. Like there was one, just this random girl. She's like, I'm glad to see you're so happy. My dog died. I don't know. She's so great. It's actually hilarious. This is the person that also like aggressively trolls Donald Trump. <laughs> and it's really funny. So point being, the world needs more Chrissy Teigen. And even in the face of great tragedy, like her dog passing away, She's still providing us with some laughs. I know. I just, I don't know. I love things like that, where even when something like so shitty is happening, she still puts on a good face. All right. So moving on to some Cal Poly news. I want to talk a little bit about class registration. Yay. Yeah, not a super exciting topic and dreaded by most who go to pretty much any public university, it's difficult to get classes, especially as a first and second year, and then a first year transfer. Not super great. 
We've had a couple bad run-ins with registration. When Zach says we, he's talking about me because he has a great registration date. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. I've, I've also completed more college than Caitlin has. But that being said, college registration should not be as stressful and difficult as it is. Yeah, well, like I've had to come to the point where I don't even put together my schedule until an hour before I register because if I make this schedule, it's just going to fill up. And then I spent all of this time almost making this perfect schedule and it was just gonna it wasn't gonna work out anyway yeah and then when I actually went to register I had pretty much the four classes I needed each one had either one to six seats left in it and going into that thinking like wow I could essentially not get any of these yeah like I hate that feeling yeah I I feel like there must be a better way to go about organizing class registration and to make it less stressful for students and put more of that burden on administrators to make sure that the kids get classes, that, the classes that they need. Yeah, and I mean, Zach and I have difficulty with this, but as journalism majors, like, our major is not as impacted by any means as other majors on this campus, such like as... engineering or CS. Or business. I couldn't imagine being a business major. And these wait lists have... Upward to like 20 people on them. So it's like they're not, they're taking maybe five. But I couldn't imagine being at, say, Northridge or something. You think how Polly has a hard time registering? Mm. They are just a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there have been images that I've seen of people attending UC Berkeley that will like literally camp out the classroom so that they can crash it to try and hopefully convince the professor that they can be added to the class. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have you actually ever been sitting in class? This happened to me um, this quarter, maybe last quarter. But I got to the class and all of the seats were full. And then, of course, there's people like sitting on the floor. trying Yeah, to or just standing. And so we're all sitting there waiting for the professor to say something. And he goes, OK, so everyone who is registered, take a seat. And so people start like shifting around. And if you're actually registered for the class, you like get to take a seat. But then at that point, you see how many people are actually crashing the class. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad. It's so many. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they're almost trying to disguise like sitting down, having a seat. They got there early and then. Totally. Oh, yeah. No, I, one of my first classes that I took at Cal Poly, the professor basically said, anyone who's trying to crash this class, you can just leave now. Because you're not going to get in and mm -hmm. half that classroom emptied. Yeah, so in conclusion, registration sucks. It gets better as you progress in your college career, as your priority increases. But to all those struggling with registration and getting stressed out, we feel your plight. We're with you. And hopefully something can be done in the future about amending this stressful situation. Are you ready for the B-side? Yeah, I'm excited for the B-side. So what are we talking about today? I know why you're excited. <laughs> All right. So uh, this past week, it was announced that Jeff Bezos, who is the CEO of Amazon, has taken the top spot as the richest man in the world. So how much does he have? He is worth a very minimal $100 billion. <laughs> so he's officially knocked Bill Gates. To number two, 
and this guy is stupid rich. I can't even really comprehend how no, much I, money that is. No, I can't either. That I is was, so much money. I was joking to Zach. I'm like, if this dude gave me a billion dollars, a billion dollars, he wouldn't even notice. All right, so let's let's think about what if we what if we were a hundred billionaires? Exactly. So I had the idea of, you know, if we were in his shoes and we had hundred million dollars, billion. Oh, whoo! A hundred billion dollars. What would we do with that money? Yeah. All right. Well, I got some questions for you. Hit me with it. All right. So this one's a little like harder hitting, a little bit like a longer winded answer. But would you give? any money to your family and your friends if i had a hundred billion dollars yes yeah you would yeah you don't think that would impact your relationship with them at all um i mean that's a really good question i don't know maybe i wouldn't give them money directly yeah like i wouldn't just write them a check but say they needed something yeah like i would cover that yeah like you would pay for your friend's college tuition yeah like you know, pay your parents' mortgage. Yeah, if they were like, I need help with tuition, then maybe I'd pay their tuition. But I wouldn't just be like, oh, here's a million dollars. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. It would change the nature of your relationships, I feel like, if you just became like basically everybody's sugar mama or sugar daddy, you know? Oh, people that win the lottery, that's what they do. Like, they don't tell anyone mm-hmm. because they don't want anyone like jumping on them. Yeah, nor would they want to be treated differently. You know, I feel like regardless of whether or not you're close with those people, as soon as somebody knows how much money you have, you get treated a little differently. Yeah. Wait, did you say you would give your family money? No, I don't think I would. I would pay for my parents' mortgage, and I would pay uh, for my brother and sister's college tuition. They're going to listen to this and be like, F*** you, Zach. (laughs) Well, I birthed you. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, my parents would probably be much happier if I just donated like a majority of that wealth to charity because they're good people. But let's let's get a little selfish, okay? Um, let's talk about what we would buy for ourselves. Well, the first thing I would buy hands down is a new car because if you've seen my car, you would be like, yes, girl, treat yourself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your current car. What's, hey, what's, what's yeah. wrong with it? You know, I shouldn't be mean to it that much because it gets me from point a to point b the gas mileage isn't terrible but if i need to go up the hill i have to put my hazards on and i need to go 35 <laughs> so basically she's like driving like a semi up, up the hill. <laughs> i was telling zach this the other day because i um just i drove to la last weekend and there's this one hill on the 101 that i have to hit and it's pretty steep it's a pretty steep grade and I go, I get behind those trucks with, like, the cars on them that are going, like, 25 up the, <laughs> up the mountain, and I put on my hazards. She slides in there like she's one of them. Oh, yeah, and some people think I'm just stuck behind this car, and I like, can't get in the next lane. I'm like, no, I want to be here. No, no, no. Like, you don't I belong want to, here. You have to be there. <laughs> hey, but that being said, my car actually can go 80. I Just, just not up hills. Yeah. Like, uh, if I were to drive my car to San Francisco, no, that's not even, that's not even an option. So, if you were to get a new car, what would you get? Okay, I would get a Jeep Wrangler because that has been my dream car since I was like sixteen. Mm. Doesn't get great good great gas mileage. But I'm worth a hundred billion dollars, so who cares? <laughs> the environment. 
Yeah. Yeah. That or um, I do like the the new Range Rovers, not the old ones. Mm -hmm. The newer ones are a little smaller. Yeah. They're not as boxy. Mm -hmm. Those ones are actually pretty sick. All right. All I right. feel like you would be a Tesla kind of guy. I am a Tesla. Really? Kind of Were guy. you gonna say that? Uh, yeah, I would get a Tesla. Wait, which one would you get? The Model S, obviously. All right, you got any questions for me? Yeah. So, I just imagine super wealthy people to carried lots of cash on them, mm. right? Like, how much cash would you carry on you at a time, or would you carry no cash? Well, I currently carry no cash. I don't have a wallet because <laughs> I. I've had a horrible track record of keeping track of my wallets. I've just lost them. So instead, I have this iPhone case that has like a card slot thing so I can throw all my cards in there. And I, I don't lose my phone. So that's been really good for me. But as a result, I haven't had any place to store cash. So I just don't bring cash, which is kind of annoying for my friends sometimes because we'll go to a place where they need, they require you to have cash. And I'll be like, can you spot me? I'll Venmo you. Yeah. See, we live in an age of Venmo now. But I... But if you were this rich, would you be the person that would keep like hundos on them? Yeah, I'd have a money clip because I feel like that's what rich people have. You think? Yeah. And your money clip has to be worth at least. Oh, my money clip's going to have diamonds on it. Exactly. And be made of solid gold. So you'd carry money? No, I'm not a douche. I wouldn't do that. But I would carry. I would carry some cash. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. Where would you Where would you buy a house? Because you got you to gotta buy a house now. You're worth millions. Bill billions. Yeah, well... Where would it be, and what would it look like? I'm a, I'm a city boy at heart. Love love my city, Dude, San a house Francisco. in San Francisco is going to cost you, like, $50 billion. <laughs> Yeah, it'll cost me a lot of money, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> no, I'd certainly buy a place in the city, but I honestly, I feel like I would really enjoy Seattle. I've never been to Seattle, and I know that it rains a lot there, but I feel like... He's underestimating the rain. I don't think he really realizes that it rains 24-7. All right, so Seattle. Maybe like a high-rise, Fifty Shades of Grey-esque apartment. Ooh, you know what I really like? I like lofts. Yeah, lofts are dope. Yeah, exposed brick, you mm -hmm. know, wooden floors, like lots of open space, big windows. I like those. All right, where would you buy a house? I'm a, I'm a California girl at heart, so I think no surprise to you, I would stay in SoCal. You know, I probably would buy a house in Ventura, like up on the hillsides, just yeah. because, like, everyone who lives there, that's, like, their dream is to live, like, up on the hills. But also, I would love to live further down south in, like, Newport, like, mm -hmm. Laguna Beach. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. Like, just right, right on, on the, the water. Yeah. 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 That'd be nice. I, I feel like my lifestyle would actually wouldn't change as much as I think it would. I would just, I would go out to eat a lot more than yeah, I Yeah, I know. I think of that all the time, too. I'm like, dude, I could order whatever I want. I could add guac on anything I wanted. Honestly, that's the most important no thing. No shame with adding avocado. I'd get pokey and I'd get all the sides, all the fish, sushi every night. Honestly, could you imagine, though, when you go out to eat, you would never have to hold back? Like, how many times do you look at a menu and it's got, like, this really good-looking steak on it, but you're like, it's $40, I can't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't hold back with food either. That'd be amazing. That's like every college student's dream is to be able to buy all the food that they want. But like what a middle class dream. It's like, <laughs> I would just buy all of the food. No, seriously. Oh, yeah, I would do that a lot. I would go out to eat all the time. I'd also spend my money a lot on like traveling and experiences. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't strike me as a five star resort kind of guy. 
I'm not. I am a hostile kind of guy. I Would love... you still be in hostels? Oh, absolutely. That's where the, you have the best experiences. You're surrounded by other young people who are enthusiastic. About you wouldn't want to just try it out like a five star so I've resort actually, just because. No, I've stayed in a five star hotel before and it was like, it was nice, but I was mostly surrounded by old people because that's who can afford to stay in those places. Old people? Not as fun, I don't think. Don't hate on the mall walkers. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Don't bring them into this. <laughs> Don't shit on them. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what I say in a five stars, right? Yeah. I think I would a couple times just because I've never had the opportunity to do so. But like you said, I, I think it would get old very quickly. And I think I would result to... I'm actually more of like a a house person. Like I would rather rent an Airbnb or something. Yeah. You have know? your own place. Yeah, exactly. And then you kind of feel like you have a home in this place and how it would feel like to live in that country, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big supporter of Airbnbs. A lot of people don't like them. (laughs) That being said, I've had some funny Airbnb experiences, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's my (laughs) thought. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Flip Side. Sorry we weren't here last week. Sorry, Kenny. Um, (laughs) But we'll be bringing you new episodes every Tuesday, so stay tuned for more. And we're going to add a new dimension to our podcast. We'd love to hear back from you guys and get your feedback and your comments on any of the stories that we shared or talked about today. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can message us on Instagram at the Flipside Podcast, or you can email us at theflipsidepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, every week we'll select one uh, commenter to throw in the podcast and talk a little bit about um, you and what you guys have to say and what you thought. Yeah, and tell us if you love us, if you hate us. I can handle it, I swear. But remember, Zach's sensitive. (laughs) Cut. That's a wrap for Acapulco Scene 4. Well done, everybody.